0: Talk of the Town is a public service program produced by Midwest Family Springfield airing Sunday morning on 92.7 WMAY 98.7 WNNS 97.7 WQLZ and 102.5 The Lake The mission of the show is to provide you with new information on the great organizations and great people in the Springfield area who work hard to make things easier for others throughout our community and to make Springfield a better place to live. The intent of this program is to be timely, topical, to entertain and to inform.
1: And welcome to Talk of the Town. This is Trent Nelson. Uh, we're so happy to have you this morning, this Sunday morning. We have an absolutely fantastic set of guests for you today. We have Director Jeremy Geckner of the Muni's newest program, School of Rock. We have Amy Beadle, the marketing manager for the Springfield Convention and Visitors Bureau, also known as Visit Springfield. And finally, regional director of the Simon Wiesenthal Center, uh, Alison Pierce-Sloven. And we are absolutely thrilled to have all of them on today. And, and we hope you enjoy it. So stay tuned and come and join us. Talk of the town. This is Trent Nelson. We're here with the director of the new play at the Muni, School of Rock. You may have heard of it from, from the early 2000s, uh, directed by Jeremy and Sarah Geckner. We have the pleasure of speaking with Mr. Jeremy Geckner today. How are you today, sir?
2: I am very good, Trent. I'm happy to be talking to you about School of Rock. Oh, rock on, sir. Rock on. <laughs> it's
1: fantastic. I remember seeing this show as a, as a ute, and it was so funny. Mm -hmm. And as somebody who enjoyed music, it was fantastic. Would you tell the audience uh, a bit about... What the School of Rock is, if they have no idea.
2: Absolutely. Well, a if you haven't seen the 2003 film, you got to see it because it holds up incredibly well. But um, it starred Jack Black, and it's about Dewey Finn, who is a out on his luck, a uh, little past his prime rock star um, that uh, not rock star, wannabe rock star. But to make some rent payments, uh, he has to pose, or he thinks he does, as his uh, substitute teacher roommate at a uh, stuffy prep school called Horace Green Academy. And there, while he's just trying to kind of get by and make some money, he discovers that these students, while, you know, very repressed and very tightly wound, um, are actually incredible musicians. And so he goes about turning them into classical music, playing kids into this guitar shredding rock band to compete in the battle of the bands.
1: What a feel good story. And and, and for people that don't know, this is an Andrew Lloyd Webber
2: Yeah. Yeah. In the theater. The guy who wrote Cats and Phantom of the Opera. (laughs) Very true. It's weird because, you know, early on in Weber's career, he had some rock shows. You know, he did Jesus Christ Superstar. He did Starlight Express. And and, uh, even Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat has a lot of rock elements in it. But then, of course, he just got into a lot more like big Broadway composing in the 80s. And now it really is sort of like him going back to his roots a bit. And this score just... Absolutely rocks. I mean, not only just the songs from the movie, you know, if you saw the movie, you'll recognize the tunes there, but he's added some that are just, I swear, if you heard these just out of nowhere, you would think like, who's this new rock composer that came to Broadway? And nope, it's somebody who's been there for 60 plus years. Right, Andrew
1: Lloyd Webber, absolute genius. Why does this show stand up?
2: Yeah, I think it's because of the message um, of the show. There's there's two main facets of that. One, it's and this is why Sarah and I really wanted to direct this show when it came up for for option at the Muni, is because it's kids getting to play kids. There's so few opportunities for kids to just play themselves on stage. They're always either having to be something like a mythical figure, like an Oompa Loompa or a Munchkin in Wizard of Oz. Um, and this is just a show about kids dealing with things kids deal with, and they just get to be up there and be their unvarnished selves and And the other facet of that is the main mechanism of the story, which is the power of music to change you um, and to change everyone. Um, You know, like the biggest thing about this show when it comes to the kids is they don't feel heard by the people around them. They don't feel heard by their parents. They don't think their parents understand them um, because, you know, their parents are sending them to a $50,000 a year school. They want them to get into Harvard and become doctors and lawyers and all that. So they don't really see or hear their kids. There's a wonderful song in Act One where... The kids are literally singing while their parents are right there next to them and their parents like are just doing something, you know, like not even listening to them. And it's funny because Dewey, even though he's this slacker, even though he's, you know, not a very put together human being, he would say. He listens to them, and he hears them, and he hears what's really inside them. And through the power of music, he's able to unlock who these kids really are. Um, and that's one of my favorite lines in the whole show. He literally says, you know, when he's trying to teach them, no, you could play rock music. Uh, one of the kids says, you know, but we, have, we play classical, not your kind of music. And he says, nonsense, music speaks to you. And that's really the, the whole point of this, is that music has that power to change people um, when words kind of fail. That is beautifully stated, and
1: and again, as you've noted, that music is sort of saving the children.
2: Of course,
1: teaching music and music mm. also saves Dewey.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Dewey is, like I said, he. It, it's a very hard part to pull off. Uh, the person playing it in our show is named Ryle Fry. Um, he is absolutely amazing. If you ever wanted an heir apparent to Jack Black, I think you found it. Um, but, you know, he puts this wonderful new spin on it. But yeah, Dewey is very confident in his music. Like, he loves music and he knows how powerful it can be. But he is not a very, like I said, put together human being. Like, he's, he's doing something. He's impersonating a person and, you know, infiltrating a school, basically, to try to make some money because it's literally the last thing he can try to do. But through that, he understands that, you know, there is something to be being, you know, a mentor and being an example to these kids and being a responsible person. And so in a way, Dewey changes not just from like, oh, let's rock and roll and party all day. I mean, even at the end of Act One, there's this part where, you know, they end up a little late to an audition. And he's like, no, no, I had all of you guys in the van (laughs) when he's talking to the kids. And it's like, oh, okay. So he's starting to understand now that, you know, responsibility is not a bad thing. It's just how you use it and how you react to it. Absolute genius.
1: Trent Nelson with Talk of the Town, and we are here with Jeremy Geckner, and it is absolutely a pleasure to speak with him today. When can people go see the show?
2: Absolutely. So um, we've opened on August, oh God, 4th. (laughs) It's good that I know my own dates. We went August 4th through the 6th, obviously, and then uh, coming up here on the 9th. Through I believe the twelfth, so that is Wednesday through Sun uh, Saturday. We close on Saturdays at the Muni, and tickets uh, you can buy them at themuni.org or at MetroTix. Those are the only two places you can get them. Don't fall for any scams, everyone. The only two places, and the show starts at eight thirty, which I know is a little late, but the show does move pretty well, and plus that really gives the weather time to cool down. And you know if you go out there on like a mid August day, sometimes it can be pretty hot in the day. When it gets tonight, it gets really nice and cool, and um you know it's. it's it's, It's nothing like doing outdoor theater. It's just like you see the stars above you. You uh, see these amazing kids just performing their hearts out in this amazing sounding rock band and all these like rock concert lights that we put up. It really is just an experience like you'll never have. And again, it's a show that... You know, yeah, the kids are entertaining. the music is rocking, everything's there. You jump them down, but it really does just get to you. It really does just get to your heart and and r- makes you realize maybe something you've been missing so i I think it's one of those experiences where it'll entertain and give you some deep connection
1: and for those who have been to the Muni during this season, mm. this is the fourth show of the season, yeah, of course what have you thought of the entire? package of work that's been put on. I know you've been focusing on your show. Yeah. But the other three shows... Together, it's been really incredible to
2: see. Yeah, I I love this season a lot because, um, you know, I have the pleasure of being part of the publicity committee for the Muni as well. And, yeah, we came up with this whole uh, moniker of, you know, rock meets tradition. Uh, You know, we got to do two traditional shows that are, you know, kind of crowd favorites and war horses and stuff. And then two newer shows that the Muni's never done um, and with School of Rock that no, you know, theater outside of high schools have ever done in the area. And, you know, we got to merge kind of those two worlds. And, you know, doing Rock of Ages uh, in the middle there, you know, we broke it up. Fiddler, Rock of Ages, Beauty and the Beast was closed and now us, Rock of uh, School of Rock. I just love that we get that variety, and I think that's what the Muni is at its best. It's that variety. You're going to see shows that you grew up like watching with your grandparents or with your parents or something like that, or if you're an older person, you know stuff that maybe you saw for the first time. And then you get stuff that is brand new, and you know, like that the, the area hasn't done, or maybe even not even just done, but done to the scale before, because the Muni is such a huge venue and it holds so many people, and it's such a big stage. I just love that we're that theater that you can come to for tradition and for rock and for new things and i'm hoping that's where we keep going in the future because i think that's the muni at its best
1: absolutely absolutely we innovate but we also you know keep the fire lit yeah absolutely that is fantastic mr jeremy geckner thank you so much school of rock yeah talk of the town this is trent nelson Talk of the Town here, Trent Nelson. We are being joined by our great friend, Amy Beadle, the marketing manager over at Visit Springfield. Thank you so much for taking some time to join us today.
3: Thanks for having me, Trent. Always a pleasure.
1: The pleasure is all ours, and we mean that most sincerely. And you you are an uh, incredibly busy individual, so we will jump right to it. What's going on across Springfield this August? We always hear, treat this city like you're a tourist." Well. I'm a tourist. It's August. What's going on?
3: Well, you are in luck, my friend. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Uh, we could start with just this, uh, this weekend, uh, School of Rock at the Muni. So the Muni's got another great show happening, uh, the 4th, 5th, and 6th out there. They've had a really great season this year. Um, we've got tons of music, theater, performing arts, everywhere from the Legacy Theater, New Salem, uh, has the Theater in the Park, the Hoagland Center, Boondocks. Um, you know, everyone has things uh literally rocking every weekend. And that's not even to mention the State Fair concerts. So they have a huge lineup of concerts at the grandstand, concerts in the various different tents and things out there. Um so we're really excited the State Fair starts a uh, week from yesterday. So Thursday night will be the Twilight Parade and we will kick off the two thousand and twenty three Illinois State Fair. Uh last year was a record year, over six hundred and thirty six thousand visitors came through the gates, so we are very hopeful and positive that they, we will beat that number this year. Um, and we have everything you need to know about the fair on our website. So you can go there, for a list of concerts and all that great stuff, and a link to the State Fair website. That's going to run August 10th to the 20th. So you've got 10 days to get out there and figure that out. Uh, August the uh, 5th and 6th, so again this coming weekend, um, you've got the Capitol Airport 75th Anniversary Open House. So they've got two days. Saturday and Sunday, full of aircraft displays and games and vendors, air combat museum tours. I mean, that's going to be a a great weekend out there for people to really take advantage and and get to see things firsthand there at the airport and the air guard. Uh, That's 10 to 4, Saturday and Sunday each day. Uh, Then after the fair, we're going to have the Capitol Blues and Barbecue. So being new to town, that's something you'll definitely want to experience. It's the old Capitol Blues and Barbecue here in downtown Springfield. Barbecue, beer, music, um, it's one of the favorites. It's always a little sad because it kind of signifies summer's coming to an end, but it's always a really, really great festival in downtown. Uh, that same weekend on Saturday, the Art Association is having their second annual Hoop Skirt and Haberdash 5K. So they're having a lot of fun with um, a costumed historic themed 5K there at the Sprinkled Art Association. So you can jump on our website and register for that. Um, of course, The uh, Lucky Horseshoes, their season has come to an end for their uh, primary season, but they're having a really unique and fun event on August 13th. Gates open at 4.30, games at 6.30. It's called the Cheese Ball, and apparently it's this great game where like, kind of all the rules just kind of get made up as they go. So if someone in the stands catches a foul ball, they get to decide if the person's out or if it's a home run and all kinds of different fun just – crazy antics so that sounds like a really great thing for family uh to get out to and and just have a fun time at the ballpark so those are some of the highlights um i think i would be remiss not to mention labor day because it's so early uh the second of september i don't know when we'll talk again but the second of september is huge here in springfield uh we have uh lots of things going on but the big things are the springfield mile the springfield mile bike race on the fastest dirt track at the state fairgrounds is a huge draw from people all over the country. So we're really proud to showcase that event here in Springfield. And then the Springfield Oyster and Beer Fest, or SOB as it's called, at the Inn at 835 with the Con's Hospitality, uh, putting on that event with oysters and and local uh, brews of beer. Um, And then they always give back a nice nice amount to a local charity uh, because of that event. So uh, very uh, proud of that event as well. But I can't think of a time in the next six weeks that you couldn't find something to do here in town.
1: That is incredible, Amy. It sounds as though you would have to be physically trying to not find something to do. (laughs) Yes. I
3: like that. I think that I may may I use that (laughs) occasionally. What are you physically trying to not find something to do? Because I don't understand how this is happening.
1: What are friends for other than sharing? Right. We're sharing uh, words, we're sharing thoughts, we're sharing ideas, and you're sharing great knowledge. And we are so Thank appreciative you. of that here on yeah. Talk of the Town here with Amy Beadle, marketing manager of uh, Visit Springfield, monthly guest. And she has given us today such wonderful insight into, into what Springfield and its greater community can really come to enjoy over the next month. Mm-hmm. Cheese ball sounds delicious. It sounds zany, and who doesn't love some barbecue, who does not love a drink, and who doesn't love spending time in the community with, with people that you care for?
3: Right, exactly. I'll add to that, who doesn't like to you know, have a little dirt in their face when you're out at the dirt mile out at the track? Yes. That's one thing that people don't uh, necessarily always, uh, they're a little surprised when I... Uh, when I tell them that my favorite place to be is, is turn four on the infield, just the more dirt, the better. And they like really, <laughs> but yes, so the dirt mile, uh, that Springfield mile, I just, you know, I, I, we just can't say enough about how important that event is uh, to our city. It's, it's a, Phenomenal uh, bike race, uh, high-level racing out there. So we're excited to have that back again this year, Jared. Uh, mies is doing a great job bringing that full circle. So um, that's something, you know, obviously that Labor Day weekend, we just start now doing the no-rain dance, right? So we'll hope for great weather. So many things at this time of year, you know, are, are dependent on that that great weather. So we'll just hope that, that we can get that weather to cooperate, and then we know we're just going to finish out this summer had a really strong summer, despite you know a little setback that we had, and we're we're just really determined that things are going to finish up strong, and and we'll continue to see you know great uh, tourism impacts here in our city.
1: No rain dance, mm-hmm. we consider that I believe to be suggestive magic. So no rain yeah. dance <laughs> cannot have that. Amy Beadle, marketing manager of Visit Springfield. We are always humbled that you come on to the program. Thank you for teaching us a bit more about what we can do across this wonderful city uh, over the next month. Thank it
3: you. is my pleasure. Yes, absolutely. Happy to do it. Happy to help anytime. And if anyone has any questions, they just reach out to us or, like I said, visit that website. And I promise you, you're going to find unbelievable amounts of information. And I can almost guarantee you that you're going to learn something new about where you live.
1: What's the website? One more time, Amy.
3: It's com. And our social is super great, too. Even every Thursday, this is great, Trent, because every Thursday on our social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, we do a post usually six to eight different things, a variety of things, um, that are coming on the upcoming weekend, so that Friday and Saturday. And we post that out on our social. It has become so popular that, you know, if it's not up at the normal time, people are asking for it, like where's our weekend thing. I have so many people tell me they use that to guide their weekend and decide what they're going to do, or they learn something they didn't know was happening and then they work that into their agenda for the weekend. So our social media, at visit Springfield, our website, visitspringfieldillinois.com. Um, if for some reason you feel that you cannot find anything to do, please let me know.
1: You'd Directly. have to be physically trying.
3: You'd have to be physically trying to not find something to do, yes.
1: <laughs> Amy Beadle, thank you so much. You're the best. End of discussion. Thank you, oh, absolutely. Thank A- you, Trent. Absolutely. Thank you. Talk of the town, Trent Nelson. Talk of the town here with Trent Nelson. So. Allison Pure sloven Director, Midwest Region, of the Simon Wiesenthal Center. And we are lucky enough that she is taking some time to speak with us about something called the Mobile Museum of Tolerance. Yes. Would you please tell our lovely Springfield, Greater Sangamon County, Central Illinois audience, just what exactly is a Mobile Museum of Tolerance?
4: Mobile mu- Museum of Tolerance, which is the first in the United States, is an incredible educational experience. It goes to community events, state fairs, but mostly to schools during the the year, because we want to inspire people of all ages and backgrounds and empower them to raise their voices against anti-Semitism, bullying, racism, and hate and intolerance. And so this is an innovative, interactive way of educating. When you come on the Mobile Museum of Tolerance, there are workshops that are immersive, so we might show a, a video about, let's say, the civil rights, and then we will talk about, well, where are we today? at? Why, if in 1776 the um, it, Declaration of Independence had um, guaranteed all people, men were created equal, why are we still fighting for the equality of people? Or you might learn from the Holocaust, and that's, you know, from ordinary people. It was because of ordinary people who built who bought into the narrative of Hitler and propaganda that they then tried annihilating the Jews. So what are we doing today? What propaganda today are we looking at that we're buying into? So we want people to learn to be upstanders and not bystanders through the lens of history.
1: That is absolutely beautiful. Uh, We always can learn from history. And uh, I believe one intellectual said the greatest lesson that history teaches us is that men do not learn from the lessons of history. So we appreciate the work that Simon Wiesenthal Center as well as you and all of your colleagues are doing. Thank you. Absolutely. Now, where can people see this wonderful mobile museum uh, rumbling about? Is it going to be somewhere around Springfield soon? So, we're very
4: excited. This is the third time we are returning to the Illinois State Fair, and it is next to the Lincoln Stage right near the Butter Cow. So people can come on any day but Saturday. We do close on Saturday for Jewish religion reasons in in respect to the Jewish Sabbath. But any day other than Saturday between, I think it was was 10 to 6, the Mobile Museum of Tolerance will be open so that people can experience it first time. And if they're interested in it for their community, they can go to the website which is mmot.com and request it for their community. But I will tell you that it has been so successful that we are booking into 2025
1: now. That is so impressive. And, and let's jump off that point real quick. What type of feedback? What type of impressions does the Mobile Museum of Tolerance create? Ooh, as it as it rumbles across Illinois and-
4: right now it's only in Illinois it is an it, it has been built for Illinois thanks to the Illinois legislators who um, have made sure that we have the money and appropriation to keep it on the road for free for all schools and places who request it. So we have to give a big applause to our um, legislators.
1: Absolutely beautiful. So what type of impact, what type of Mm -hmm. feedback Mm -hmm. does the, the center, does the Mobile Museum of Tolerance, what does it draw from people? How do they react?
4: we've gotten extraordinary feedback from educators and anybody who's in and um library uh directors etc because it is an, an innovative way to educate to have a conversation it feels like a safe space when people are are in the mobile museum of tolerance so that they can open up a little bit and talk about their own experiences especially with students who are being bullied etc the other thing that we are uh, we are on the forefront uh, working with is that we have another workshop called uh, combat hate digital media literacy and we are educating students about what they're looking at on social media and why is it inappropriate and how do you shut it down we are all guilty of seeing um you know posts on social media that we know are inappropriate or the or the bullying and so we need to talk about those things as well students get bullied And people say racist things or anti-Semitic things or hateful things. We need to stop that. One of the things that we do that I think is the most important thing before getting off the Mobile Museum of Tolerance because we want people to take a pause and think for a moment. So we give them a a Post-it note, and on the Post-it note it says, one thing I can do now to make a difference. We want you to stop, think, what can you do right now going forward that might make a difference in somebody else's life or a positive kind of way of looking at things. Maybe it's stopping someone on the street and saying, I like what you're wearing today. You don't know. Maybe that just made their day. Maybe it's sitting with someone in the lunchroom who sits by themselves. We have to start making those thoughts and conversations so that people understand our responsibility to
1: other people. Talk of the town, Trent Nelson, we are spending a bit of time with Alison Pierce Sloven. She's the Midwest Regional Director of the Simon Biesenthal Center and she's been speaking to us about the, the lovely and innovative Mobile Museum of Tolerance. Thank you so much for spending some time with us this morning. How Thank you. Oh, absolutely. We couldn't we couldn't deny having a chat with you if we wanted to to give more transparency to our listeners what are some of the interactive measures of the museum that uh, that as you've noted draw people in so so uh, vehemently
4: so first of all if you see it parked anywhere it's this great big beautiful bus or actually converted rv and it has iconic Faces on the side of it, like in Anne Frank, like uh, Martin Luther King, Rose of Power, Simon Wiesenthal, of course, here Truman and uh, Gandhi, because we want people to look at this. And you know what? Sometimes, unfortunately, people don't recognize these iconic figures. These are true human rights activists. So right there and then it's a showstopper. And that entices people to come in and to have the conversation. And then once on the bus, there's beautiful seating and and messaging, and lights, so you feel like you've entered another place. And that's a really important aspect of it because we don't want students to think we're just in the parking lot of our school. It feels like you went someplace else. We say it's the field trip that comes to you. And then once they're on, as I said, these trigger films create a conversation about things that they are they don't talk about necessarily in the classroom. Gives them that safe space to talk about history and what, how did those historic things happen. Because, again, bystanders allowed it. We have to be the upstander. We cannot allow hate to continue to fester. But it will if we don't speak up.
1: That is absolutely brilliant. And, and we appreciate you here at Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town, this is Trent Nelson. We're here with uh, Midwest Regional Director Allison Pierce-Sloven of the Simon Wiesenthal Center, as it were. Um, and we appreciate you so much. Would you would you tell us a bit about the history of the Simon Wiesenthal Center, a bit about the history of the man as, as well for sure. those who are not familiar?
4: Yes, of course. So Mr. Wiesenthal was a fam- uh, famous Nazi hunter. He was a survivor of uh, concentration camps during the Holocaust. He weighed 86 pounds upon liberation. He lost 89 members of his family. He made a pledge at that time. Um, even though he was an architect, he didn't go back to working in architecture, but he wanted to bring justice um, to the pe- uh, against the people who perpetrated, who were the perpetrators of the Holocaust. He was able to record 22,000 participants and perpetrators of the Holocaust, but only upon his death in 96, 1100 were brought to justice. So um, he did believe that, you know, we. And then continuing on, the Simon Wiesenthal Center, the where uh, his namesake, which is in Los Angeles, where a big, beautiful museum of tolerance is, we do have, of course, great. educational component about the Holocaust and how it happened. And again, it's about the Holocaust happened because people participated in it. But what's happened since? And that's what Mr. Wiesenthal wanted us also to talk about. He understood that the Holocaust was not the first or the last hate, racism, anti-Semitic genocide that was going to happen. And unfortunately, we know that he's correct. So we have to talk about the other issues in the world and we have to stop the genocides and um, the, the perpetrators of uh, killings um, from continuing.
1: Absolutely. And from Mr. Wiesenthal's perspective, he would have understood it much better than many in our current time period.
4: I don't know if you know the FBI statistic. 60, in the United States, 65% of all religious based hate crimes are against Jews. And there are many cities right now where people just stop and will punch a Jew on the street, if you look noticeably Jewish. Students in classes around Illinois, we have been dealing with some of the schools, not all, but some, where students will come up to Jewish students and make a Heil Hitler salute or say, go back to the gas chambers. So unfortunately, we're dealing with that kind of hate again.
1: The only way to top hate is with education, is through empathy, is through understanding different cultures and how we're all similar and everybody at Talk of the Town, we appreciate exactly and precisely what you all are doing, yeah, towards that towards that point. And and we're so grateful to have you on the show this morning. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely.
4: I hope we'll see you at the state fair.
1: Director Pure Sloven, we appreciate so much your time and consideration and all of the wonderful information you were able to provide with us today. Thank you so much.
4: Thank you very much. Have a wonderful weekend.
1: You too. And talk to the town. This is Trent Nelson. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning.
0: Thanks for listening to Talk of the Town. We'll be back next Sunday morning. Talk of the Town is a public service of Midwest Family Springfield. If you have any questions about today's program or previous programs, contact the show at MidwestFamilySPI.com slash Talk of the Town or call Midwest Family Springfield at 217-629-7077. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? Amid the chaos? Or is the best time, perhaps, today? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait, communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and
4: the Ad Council.